SEO this week. Hey everyone, Clint Butler here, and this is episode number 49. This week, we're taking a look at some simple Excel tips to help you with your daily workflow, email subject lines for your swipe files, some conversion optimization tips, Facebook ads updates that we like, rank tracking in the personalized and geo search, and how search engines are handling JavaScript-based platforms. All this and more on episode 49 of SEO this week. All right, here we go. Again, I want to thank you very much for listening. And this is a short week. Literally, I kind of say that all the time, but this one is actually really a short week. Uh, not a whole lot of good SEO content putting out. But then again, that's probably a good thing because there's not a whole lot of changes uh, that happened in recent updates. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. We got, uh, we're going to open it off with two blog posts from HubSpot. Now, first is how to use Excel, 14 simple Excel tips, tricks, and shortcuts. Now, the reason I threw this in here is because agencies are like mine or probably like yours, or maybe if you're even just doing SEO for yourself, you're kind of tracking a lot of stuff using uh, Excel sheets, all the tools exported in Excel. Um, you know, you want to make a, your data tracking just easier in Excel, that kind of stuff. But the problem is there's a lot of us just don't really have uh, the um, the experience with the tool to to leverage it for a lot of things or you figure out a feature to do one thing and then you don't have to use that feature for like three or four months and then next thing you know you need it and you forgot how to do it in the first place so I like sharing these kind of posts because it actually helps you just kind of put things into uh, I don't know make a bookmark folder for Excel tips and then you can put these in there for for later or they're good for right now. As a matter of fact, that this one was sitting in my inbox for probably a week uh, before I decided to hide to even look at it. And it turns out that one of the tips in here I actually needed yesterday when I was making the spreadsheet. So um, it's just good for you to have and good to keep. There's also a collection of free Excel templates that you can get off of this uh, blog post. So if you're looking for some things, kind of, you know, some ideas on how to manage some stuff, uh, especially from a content an SEO perspective, and this is uh, probably a good post for you to check out. Some things that they did is uh, how to use pivot tables, add more than one row or column. That was handy. Filters, removing duplicates, again, handy. Transpose, text to columns, that's a handy one. And then they get into some formula stuff that kind of help you add stuff together. Uh, or if you know if our in our case we're using like keyword and then city and then state and you don't want to you don't do that all manually and type all that in you can use formulas put that together dollar signs vlookup functions uh, all kinds of stuff in here so it's a pretty good and easy to get a, a guide here I think so again throw this in your swipe file or your uh, bookmarks folder for Excel tips and then open when needed. The second one from HubSpot is 16 email subject lines. You'll probably want to click. I like these kind of posts because, you know, you can never have enough ideas for copy. Uh, also, there's a free ebook you get in here for featuring 104 email marketing myths, experiments, and, and inspiration. I don't know if you really need that or not, but hey, maybe the inspiration stuff you can add to your swipe file as well. 
but again, the, some of the they talk about urgency, curiosity, offers, personalization, relevance, name recognition, and cool stories. So, uh, kind of add that into your copywriting repertoire uh, if you are just getting into this stuff. Otherwise, take these uh, subject lines and kind of add them, add your own little mix to them, like and, and apply them and see how you, how you do. They give the not only the the title that was used or the subject line that was used, but who used it and then the context of how it was used, which is good. But you can honestly, you can just copy these and kind of throw your own thing in there. Like here's one a free, cool clothes expert alert. And it uses uh, emoticons, which is great. But again, not all email clients accept or will show emoticons, but it's something to have in there anyway. Uh, to help your click-through rate, timers going off in your cart—that's a pretty good one. If someone had left your uh, your shopping cart, you can send them that uh, a message coming back saying, "Hey, you left the shopping cart. Timers going off. Uh, do not open this email." That's a pretty interesting one. I got Botox, and this is what it looked like. <laughs> pretty cool. Maybe uh, if you're selling—I don't know—you're selling Botox, or I—I I got a. Uh, this bra, if you're selling bras or whatever, uh, you just replace Botox with that and throw that in there. Try that out. And there's a bunch more. Uh, again, add this to your swipe file. If you want to, you just go ahead and copy the, the title, the uh, subject lines out and put it in your swipe file document or create a bookmarks folder for swipe file and uh, keep this stuff on hand. Next, we're going to galewitz.com. Gorowitz. I'm sure I'm slaughtering the guy's name let me scroll down here and see if we can get his first name really long post but i think you're gonna find that it's bartos bartos uh, i'm slaughtering the poor guy's name but i think you're gonna like this post this one and the next one kind of work together the next one's on on moz.com and he did a guest post there but basically what he's looking at is there's a there's a whole bunch of new platforms out and I won't say so much new as new compared to like, you know, WordPress or something like that. But it's these are platforms that are rendering websites in JavaScript uh, and they're becoming increasingly popular. And there's a couple here that I wanted to highlight Angular uh, and Angular V2 that are really popular with web developers right now. But the problem that he noticed, and this is from May 14th 2017 and I, I know it's old you have to bear with me it, it applies for the next one which is more current is that search engines aren't necessarily able to read the content that's on these things or if they are able to read it maybe they're not following or see links that are in the on these platforms or um or just not indexing these platforms at all. This is this article here is all about testing, and I put it in there for two reasons. One, it applies to the more current article, which is coming up next, and it's a great example of how to do tests and or at least the write-up. I don't know that he covered everything that he did, but the write-up is actually pretty cool, and it goes into the different platforms that he tested how they indexed in the uh, search engines was it readable uh, and some other things there are obviously probably maybe better ways to test the click-through rate that he did um, but for the most part i don't see anyone else testing these kind of things or looking at that no one's brought this up 
uh, yet clients are constantly uh, being bombarded with new frameworks. So we use WordPress. We use WordPress because we have a training system that makes it easy for clients to get it. Uh, but these are you guys are using Jangular, Angular J2 and other frameworks because they're the new in thing and they can get flashy and pretty. Uh, but if Google can't read your stuff, then what's the point? You know what I mean? So uh, clearly something that we need to look at as an industry and how we're leading our clients into uh, new things. Also, come on, Google. Angular has been out for quite some time. You should be able to read it by now, right? Uh, but Google's not the only one, and that leads me into the current blog. It's going beyond Google. Are search engines ready for JavaScript calling? And the, as you see here, Angular and Angular AS, the the links didn't pass through, and then Google couldn't fetch Angular JS version two. So uh, that's significant, especially if you're trying to get traffic off of Google and it's not reading it, then you certainly have an issue. And it wasn't indexing the content either. So again big issue but here's another highlight of it bing yahoo ask aol duck duck go and yandex and the one in uh bandu in china none of them index angular uh, js version 2 uh, so again as the web developers you make pretty sites but if no one can find them then what good are they I guess this would be okay if you're doing landing pages uh, and you want to play with a new system. You create landing pages in AngularJS2 uh, and you send a PPC and then go for it. But if you're looking for search engine traffic, then you're barking up the wrong tree. Uh, and I would even uh, debate whether if you are sending PPC from AdWords or any of these platforms, if their search engine algorithms can't read it, then my guess is their robots for their ads can't read it and your quality scores are going to go down and it's going to cost you much more money. So uh, I think this is something that web developers and SEOs need to be cognizant of and alert your clients to it. Uh, again, it's not their fault. They didn't know, but, you know, they can read it. Google and all these search engines can read HTML5. They just haven't adapted to JavaScript. Um, even Bing, like, I don't even know what's up with them. I don't know why they would not be doing that, but they don't even recognize JavaScript when you're using JSON-LD for schema. So I think it's time for all of them to kind of catch up to the technology of today so that web if web developers and web designers are evolving, then these search engines need to, too, especially that's where the, their customer base is. It's kind of a, you know, hey, we're asking you to be fast. We're asking you to use our programs like AMP, uh, but we can't be bothered using the the modern technologies that are that are that are coming out to make websites more fun, more interactive, better for the user, um, because that's just not, it's not in our business model. So, uh, next blog is uh, Moz again. It's another Whiteboard Friday. It's actually pretty cool. I won't go into a lot of detail, but the long story short is if you have done a search lately, you know that if you're in one location and you do the same search in another location, you're going to get different results. Well, rank trackers are having a hard time with that. Uh, so much so that it's just become a, you know, how you don't even, do you even trust rank trackers anymore? Uh, and then how, if not, if you don't trust rank trackers anymore, how are you going to measure progress for your clients? So we do, we like to use traffic as our 
our uh, checks and balances. So we look at rank tracking and then we look at traffic. And if both are increasing, then we're okay. If traffic's not increasing, but ranks are, then we're targeting the wrong words probably. Um, and so, you know, that has to be considered. And it what this post does is just kind of goes through and explains to you, uh, if you don't know, why the geography is affecting your rank tracking and some things you can do to kind of circumvent that whole uh, system to see the quote unquote right ranks for the right areas. It becomes increasingly important if you're like an agency and you're doing uh, nationwide or statewide clients, uh, you need to be able to know how to show them the proper the proper rankings in order to show you know, the proof of your work. So, uh, very interesting video, not very long. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, next is the SEM Rush blog is four easy content hacks for effective lead generation. Now, these aren't contact content hacks uh, in so much as the way that I see content. What these are is conversion rate optimization tips, uh, but there are good optimization tips so one is it all starts at the front door so how to some things to add to your home page uh to make it more enticing and to keep visitors there and make sure they know they're in the right place uh next is uh change your headlines which is obvious that's you know that's copy so change your headlines change your uh call to actions you know instead of free whatever blah or sign up here you know find us elsewhere are you ready to boost visitors testimonials from past projects that kind of stuff just to get them to to read again all copy is the design to get them to read the next paragraph so your headline is designed to get them to read first the first sentence your first sentence is designed to read the second the third is designed to, to read uh get them to read the buy button uh, and that's the way uh, you should be writing your home pages or all your pages for that matter and then it says create a blog or newspaper newsletter our powerhouse. Um, you know, that's kind of you know the same things as do something like SEO this week or send out daily, monthly, weekly newsletters or um curate content from news in your industry, that kind of stuff. That just gets more traffic. I don't necessarily call that a contact hack, but it's pretty good information nonetheless. Next is uh, conversionxl.com, and it's top 18 A-B testing tools reviewed by CRO experts. If you don't know what CRO is, it's conversion rate optimization. And A-B testing is just taking uh, two versions of a page or an ad or a creative and running them both simultaneously so they both get the same amount of traffic. You see which one converts better. That's A-B testing. Uh, and these tools here, they're, again, this is a really good roll-up of them. We use Google Optimize. You can check that out. It's pretty easy. Uh, Optimize leads in here. And there's some other ones as well. But, you know, there's 18 of them, and there's probably a couple hundred of these platforms and built-in tools and, and on landing page stuff and all that that allow you to do all this. Uh, so just look out for one that's probably going to be the learning curve is going to be less for you and you'll be able to actually implement it and do it. And that's why we use Google Opt optimize. It's good. It's free and it's easy. So why not try it? Right. Uh, but again, there's a whole bunch more in here. This is really, uh, I think a 
a good roll up, a good explanation of everything and help you make a decision actually to go and, and check out a couple of these. If you are not doing A-B testing, you should probably start. But again, you know, if you don't have traffic, then it's kind of, you can't get into the A-B testing thing unless you get in. And if you uh, don't know how to get traffic, then you got to learn that first too. So, so I would take it baby steps and, and try it out again google optimize is free so um you have nothing to lose by plugging that in there and testing headlines uh, for instance right off the bat get used to the a b testing concept and then you can get more and more advanced as you go along uh back to sem rushes 15 ways to use facebook's new event custom audiences this is pretty cool so if you don't know uh Back in the day, Facebook events were actually pretty popular with the uh, marketing crowd. You create an event, you invite them to your thing, and then uh, you share that around, and people share it for you, and you get a lot of signups, and people show up to your event, or they show up to your webinar. Uh, the downside is all those douchebag spammers were using Facebook events and sending people to landing pages for, for opt-ins and then switching them to a sales page. Creative, but... It destroyed the effectiveness of the Facebook events, especially for uh, Facebook. They saw what you're doing, uh, and they made it harder for you to share your events. They made it harder for people to engage with them. Uh, and then people just stopped doing it on their own, too, because they were getting tired of being invited to quote-unquote events that were nothing but sales pages and affiliate crap. Um, they are seeing a resurgence especially if you're in a local business kind of setting, you create an event and then make an ad for your event and you can send that off, especially if you're doing uh, like Super Bowl parties or big fight parties or um, uh, uh, like celebrating your anniversary, that kind of stuff. Uh, then events are good for you. And in this case, you take those and you can actually retarget them by creating a custom audience for people who interacted in that event. Let's say if you're a nightclub, for instance, and you host a, a famous DJ or a band, uh, and you invite the people around in your area, they all say they're coming, you have a really successful thing, and then you want to bring them back uh, for the next event. Well, now you have a audience to retarget to allow you to pull that off uh, in an easy way. So this is a good post. Check it out. Check out that feature uh, if you're not using it already. And then we're going to roll up here with small business trends is 10 fishing examples in 2017 that target small business. You know, there's only 10 here, but there's, uh, you know, probably that many coming out every day. Uh, the point of having this in here is just to so kind of read it, uh, update yourself on some news. Tax season will be coming up very soon. So be very aware of the IRS tax season spear phishing scam uh, and how people are, are trying to implement that. Uh, and then business email compromise hacks, etc. Again, uh, I'm, I don't put this here to scare you. Just kind of do what uh, you should be doing already is keep your sites updated, use secure passwords, use antivirus softwares on your computer. Uh, just, you know, take care of yourself and don't let yourself fall victim to this stuff. Obviously, if someone wants to hack into your website, for instance, eventually they're going to figure out a way in. These guys are smart. They have nothing but times on their hands. Um, so, you, you know, you just do what you can do and don't worry about it as a, you know, significant threat uh, against you and your business. Just know that it is a threat. You just 
do the best industry best practices to protect yourself uh, and then uh, hope you don't become a target so again just read these out keep yourself informed watch the news they publish these big things all the time so uh, and i think you're going to be just fine all right, that's it. Episode 49 of SEO this week. I want to leave a, uh, a shout-out. Remember, I have the on-page SEO guide. Uh, I've had people who just implemented you know, two or three changes uh, to their pages based off the guide, and then their ranking shot straight up. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, we actually have one guy. He made changes, and his <laughs> ranking went straight down. But he said he changed his title tag, and then his page dropped 20 positions. Uh and I think as Google just testing him and it'll go right back up uh, after about 21 days. But, you know, honestly, I think the guide is really good. Of course, I wrote it. I have a lot of people that are that are enjoying it, that are getting some value out of it. Uh, and we're going to make the videos for that here real soon. Um, we're also going to launch the advanced guide stuff. And Tuesday, we have a webinar running for a... Um, our keyword optimization tool, well, not ours, it's Quora. It's what we're using for our keyword optimization service. So we're getting a lot of exposure uh, and 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 such out of that on-page guide because it's just that good. So come to the website, sign up for it, get it. You can download it. You can read it on the site, whatever you want to do, uh, and uh, implement that as soon as you can. And with that being said, thank you very much for watching episode 49 of SEO this week, and I hope you enjoy your week.